Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Harley and Josh show, but it's just little old Josh today. It's the lonely old Josh show today as Harley is working, I believe, for an auction company uh, again, doing all his, his audiovisual masterful wizardry. Uh, so I am stuck here uh, by myself, but I'm on Facebook Live, so if you want to keep me company, say hello and you can ask me questions and stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, for those of you guys that might not have listened to the show before, I'm Josh Locke. I am a full-time self-employed musician uh, so I have zero money um, and uh, so I you know I'd just like to come up and talk to you guys about what it's like being a musician and what I've been doing for the past sort of week um, if you like the podcast please check it out on uh, Harley and Josh show uh, Facebook page we've got a YouTube channel uh, we're on iTunes we're on Podbean or all of these different Podbean uh, podcasting services uh, so you can listen again but today I'm going to be playing you some music from Goofa Dust we've got the Ashton Jones Project we've got Polly Preacher Spider Vane Sam Eagle um, and I, some more if I feel like chucking some more in there some really wonderful uh, self-published artists there and just really great songwriters so if you've got some uh, you know if you've got some suggestions of songs chuck us over or chuck over there yeah, chuck yourself over to the Facebook live and you can let me know what you'd like to hear um, but you know most of the time we like to play uh, unsigned artists that are just doing amazing stuff so yeah keep that in mind anybody that requests free bird uh, I will punch you in the face uh, what's up you're a noisy boy. I'm a noisy boy. I'm always a noisy boy. Thank you very much. So yeah, um, today we're going to be talking about uh, the most Shazam tra- Shazam track record has uh, been beaten. Uh, so if you stick around for the music news, I'll be able to uh, let you know what that will be. So that'll be in the second half of the show, as well as music piracy seems to be on the decline. So how that happens we'll have to see um but yeah so until that point i think i'd like to play you guys some music um i would like to play poly uh, poly preacher first um but i'm really chilly so <laughs> shut the door um so yeah uh poly preacher she has released a new track recently um which is a cover of a cranberries track and it's 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 amazing it's called when you go and she has released it and all the uh the, the proceeds for the cha- uh, for the song going to charity is the colchester food bank um and she has raised thousands so far so uh please make sure you keep donating uh she's doing a really good job and uh and yeah props to you polly you're wonderful so this one is called when you're gone check it out guys Awesome, awesome, awesome. That is When You're Gone by Polly Preacher. Uh, that is available on all the Spotify's and stuff like that, but um, I would recommend you go over to her Facebook page and check out her link tree. She has uh, a donate button on there, so you can get a donate with the downloads. Um, and yeah, you can 
put towards the Colchester Food Bank, which is a wonderful cause, you know, helping people just to not starve. That's always a great thing. That should be a basic human right, I think, where we don't feel like we have to really stretch our budget so that we can actually stay alive. Um, so, yeah, having fun on the old Facebook Live, isn't we? Oh, we're asking me questions and making me dance. Uh, what's become of my life? Um, so, anyway, last week, what's I, I usually got to do, you know, Harley has this section. Um, so, I'm going to use his jingle for me. What did you do? I did. Uh, I, oh, hello! I'm Harley, and I did some things, and and what those things were, I don't know because he's not here to tell me about it. Um, so I'm gonna be Harley instead. Um, just just a little bit taller. Um, last week was quite a nice little busy eventful one. Um, as it was back to school, so back to teaching again. Um, back in Moreland primary school um was it was really nice to to be back and and seeing how the kids did after you know two weeks off of uh of school um asking about what they got up to I meaning they're all key stage two kids um and so you know it's mostly just we went camping and we did some stuff and i'm like did you practice no i played fortnite <laughs> why um but you know some of them did practice and they've come back even better some of them even uh which really impressed me have been transcribing stuff um there was one uh, one of the kids cody he had a um a track i can't remember what the song it was but he was just like i really like this song so i listened to it and i worked out worked out the melody line on the guitar and he showed me it and it was just great it was just those sort of like first step moments of just like the first time you ever listen to a song and then you transcribe it onto a guitar or or even write it down i don't think he wrote it down but it's just the fact that he remembered it and has now put notes to it is really impressive so i'm you know super super proud of the kid uh we're there before the um uh before the, the easter holidays we had a uh a performance before all the parents to show uh show them what all these kids were, were learning when we were there which is just it was so i was so proud oh my god <laughs> there was there was a tear in my eye because i think we had about 40 to 50 kids up on stage playing guitar recorder xylophone singing i mean all at once and it started out when we first started rehearsing as a cacophony, then it turned into something that I was, you know, they, they did such a good job. So I think we're going to be getting them to do that in front of the school uh, this week. So this um, this Wednesday, um, we're going to get them playing it in front of their friends and stuff. So that's going to be fun to, they, they've literally just decided that and told me this. So I've got to now uh, teach my kids not only guitar, but also uh, the virtues of being ready to just do a performance at the click of a finger at the drop of a hat somebody's just like by the way i need you to perform most of the time people are going to be like booking gigs a month or two in advance and stuff and they'll be like cool i've got some time to you know rev myself up but when somebody says right you got a gig tomorrow it's 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 quite a difficult lesson to have to learn uh, that you're just like right well i've just got to get on with it right it's just like any other job like any other any other hobby it's just off you go so uh hopefully i won't be having any children having a breakdown and uh but you know i always like to make sure that they they feel that they're up on stage by their own choice um and there's you can never i don't know you should never really force somebody to go up on stage really should you i mean that's just it can be such a a nerve-wracking and anxiety-ridden experience that you know somebody that's uh not only a novice but is also eight years old uh, you can't tell them you have to go up on stage so um you know it's going to be it's going to be nice to to see um you know people overcome their demons and just be like right okay yeah i'll get up there and do it 
because they all i think that's that's also a thing you know a benefit of being a primary school kid is that i didn't have as much nerves back then i don't have any nerves anymore really for for performing there's nerves for other things but you know i don't think you understand what anxiety is when when you're tiny not as you know as defined as you may think it is so I'm really looking forward to them to them getting up there and kicking butt, um, you know, in front of all their friends and then having something to brag about. Um, so yeah, that was my my Monday and Wednesday, or most of my Monday and Wednesday, because on the Wednesday, as soon as I finished uh, my um, my teaching at Moreland, I had to rocket off to the other side of the country the other side of the country. It was a four-hour drive, lovely up the A14 uh, for some music-related jobs, which I think I'm going to talk to you about after I've played you another song because this is just, you know, we, we've got more time for some music this week. And I've been driving around with this little ditty stuck in my head. Uh, this one's called Ode to Jack McBrayer by Sam Eagle. He's got a new EP out. I've just bought it from Out of Time Records. Uh, they've just had a delivery of it. So if you're looking for some new music, it is wonderful. Uh, recorded at the Boathouse, I believe. Uh, this is Sam Eagle. Check it out. <laughs> That was Ode to Jack McBrayer by Sam Eagle. Uh, genius songwriter, I think. Uh, I think he's going to go some places. Um, yes, I mean, if you can get that album, that's available on Out of, Out of Time Records uh, and on iTunes, etc. Um, I've been having lots of nice questions from the Facebook Live. If you want to ask me some questions, please get over there. Um, Alex Berlinson asks me if I could have any... Well, he's a good old friend of mine. I miss Alex. I haven't seen you in ages, mate. Um, uh, if I could have a signature guitar what company would I have it made by? And man, I do not know what, <sighs> it'd have to be something really versatile, but something that was, uh, that was still kind of vintage looking. I, that's, I love, I absolutely love strats. Um, uh, because you get that sort of, uh, you can get so many different types of tone out of it just from three pickups. It's wonderful. So I don't know. I, I, if I could get like, uh, well, Gretchen Fender are, are you know the same company. I think they're owned by CBS, aren't they? So um, you know it'll be a, it'll be a Fender Gretsch, a French, a Gretschter, yeah, something like that. Something that was maybe like a hollow body Strat. I think that might be quite fit with like maybe a Floyd Rose, so that I wouldn't have to worry about the tuning all the time. Anyway, so last week um, was a nice little culmination of of a lot of work I've been doing with a, a, a very old friend of mine. Uh, who is a composer. I can't release his name right now because I'm not even really supposed to be talking about this. Um, but I travelled all the way over to Kidderminster, just below Birmingham, uh, last week, just after I'd finished my teaching, to uh, do two days' worth of sessions. So I was recording guitar for a... I'm just going to say it's an instrumental ting. Instrumental ting that is... Um, it's all kind of like 90s power metal. So if you, if you, if you think of um, Power Rangers, right? Power Rangers, uh, the Spider-Man animated series, like theme tune, right? Um, you've got the X-Men theme tune. So like, all of the, uh, like basically going back to all of this kind of uh, shredding that I used to do 
when I was, you know, in my teens. It was just absolutely like amazing to get back into doing that. Uh, because it, it was all the stuff that I used to sit there, I'd be practicing for so long of just how to sweep, how to do sort of groups of five, groups of three, groups of four, sort of rises up scales and, and, and being able to alternate pick the whole thing or economy pick the whole thing or um, just to improvise something that was, you know, interesting and pleasing but also quite, you know, technically, uh, um, yeah, technically good. Um, but I got kind of a little bit, disenfranchised with that after a while um sometimes when you when you're just trying to play the fastest you can and sometimes play the the most impressive you can you forget to write a good song or a good melody um you know serve the song if that makes sense rich webb knows all about that he's got a podcast called serve the song for that reason you've got to put something into a song that is you know worth uh, you know, taking some time out from the melody. Uh, if you're going to put a guitar solo in there, sometimes it's, you've got to think, okay, is it worth it? And if I'm going to do a guitar solo here, uh, it should be tasteful. It should be, you know, if you're going to do a song that's just like, ooh, my love, I love you so. Like, that's something really soulful. And then suddenly you're just going, a million notes every five seconds. It's just a bit... It doesn't make sense to the the song, uh, to the genre, and to the the mood and the feel and the vibe of the piece. So, um, anyway, so I sort of I, I went away from that. But then when this friend came to me and who knew me from those those days uh, of me shredding all the time in Stratosphere and, and all those my bands from back then, um, it was this thing of right, okay, I'm getting back on the horse. I'm getting me. I'm cracking out the old Ibanez, cracking out me old Floyd Rose again. I'm gonna start you know, getting back on my shredding. So that's been quite a few months of doing that, almost a year of just getting back on that. And last week I got to record with uh, Matt O'Grady. Okay, so I don't think it's too much for me to say this, but Matt O'Grady is, uh, has got gold discs all over his walls. Very, very um, uh, highly regarded producer, uh, uh, mixer and, 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 uh, and mastering engineer. He has recorded such bands as Yumi at Six, well, pretty much all of Yumi at Six's stuff, uh, Bring Me the Ryzen, Architects, Don Broco, Death Havana, uh, War, um, and no, Wars, sorry. <laughs> it's just all these bands that I used to listen to when I was about sort of 18, 19, and being in this room where a lot of these people have recorded and seeing their gold discs on the walls, seeing the same gear that these people recorded on, and I'm sort of going into the desk through this PV5150 um, head, going through a 2x12 Marshall amplifier, gain on full, actually no, it was on 9. I was like, can we go to 10? He's like, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was 12 hours a day of shredding, and my fingers are so solid right now, I feel like, you know, like a full-time bass player. It's ridiculous. It's just, you know, 12 hours um, over two days is going... <laughs> ridiculous. So, yeah, I was quite sore by the end of it. There's, um, there's a thing with being a session musician which is very important. So, during the time when I was recording, uh, there were often times where they would be like, that's really bad, do it again. That's really bad, do it again. That's be a really bad, do it again. And you realize if you do want to be a session musician, you know, anybody listening in who is a, any kind of instrumentalist, you want to be a session musician, you can't be too precious about your playing um, because you'll end up with just feeling beaten down. You know, they, they, would, they would be saying great things about my playing, um, 
but more often than not it would be them saying um you know you need to you need to sit down and practice that for a bit and and then and then and then we'll do it again you know um and i had to sort of say to myself before i went to the session i was like you got to chill you know you have to realize that this is not your recording these aren't your songs you didn't compose this you are literally here to do the job so um i uh I had to sort of, you know, keep a cool head on my shoulders. And, you know, when you're in a, a high intensity situation where, you know, somebody really needs the stuff to be done because you're on a time limit and it's an expensive studio, uh, you do have to just make sure that somebody tells you to do something, you're like, okay, I'm on it, I'll do it. If you don't agree with what they say, you can say it, but in the end, it's their call. You know, it's it's like, well, I okay, I hear your opinion that you that your, you know, your technique would be feel better doing this, but it's my track, so do the job that you're getting paid to do. You know, that's you know, because I was getting paid for doing this. So you know, there's just a little bit of advice: leave your ego at the door if you're a session musician, because you're not there to give an opinion half the time. Most of the time, uh, unless you're asked, you're just supposed to shut up and play. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, something for you to think about. Um, yeah. So, you know, two days worth of that uh, and coming back um, was quite, quite strange. I got to, I got to share the car back with the composer, which was really nice because we got to have in-depth, it was like a podcast. <laughs> I get to talk about, you know, uh, the industry he works in and, you know, what it's like to, to earn money from, from composition and what projects he's got coming up. And this guy's been, you know, he's, he's been nominated for some very amazing awards uh, I can't say them just in case people will sit there and go, oh, you're talking about that guy, so that means you're on this project. <laughs> but yeah, he's a he's a very, very talented musician and uh, and a professional uh, music industry member. So it was really interesting just to get his his um his two cents on on some of the uh, some of the ideas that that I've been having and stuff that we talk about every week. So yeah, I'm just going to quickly uh, just check if I've missed out some of the crazy stuff that's going on on Facebook Live right now with Jamie and Elliot trying to get me dance constantly. Also, don't floss now. I don't understand you, Elliot. I don't <laughs> I don't understand. He wanted me to floss earlier and then tells me, don't floss. I mean, I don't know where, where we are anymore. David Langdon's joined. Ooh, mm, friends. Thanks for coming back, mate. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if you've got any questions, please check them up on the old Facebook Live. If you've got any requests, please do check them up on the old Facebook Live. All of this stuff, you know, we want to keep it nice and interactive as I'm on my own and I'm sad today. So, uh, yeah, uh, after that, I'll get on to what I got into after that. So, all right, I'm going to play you some more music because uh, there's such amazing stuff going on uh you know, recently that I, I can't, I can't fit it all into one playlist. But this next song, a group of amazingly talented musicians, uh, headed by one dynamo of a man, Mr. Ashton Jones. Now, uh, Ashton Jones and I have, have, have gigged together on the same stages a couple times, um, and he's just a, a ridiculous performer. So much energy. He's tall, as tall or if not taller than me, which is great because I don't feel like he's looking at my nose and seeing my boogers, you know. Um, but he's, <laughs> his, his voice, the range he has is crazy. And finally, after teasing it for years, uh, he and RJ have written some, his drummer, have written some fantastic tracks that they've now released as an EP. The Ashton Jones Project has now got an EP. And if you haven't heard it, that's all right. I've got your back. 
I got it right here on IO Radio. Um, this is Good Thing Guaranteed by the Ashton Jones Project. Check it out. <laughs> That was the Ashton Jones Project with Good Thing Guaranteed. Some of you guys may know Ashton from the new Amazon global advertising campaign, which has got him singing. I think it's signed, sealed, delivered. Um, and it's so great because, you know, he's got a very recognizable voice. Um, and seeing, you know, hearing it all over this, um, all over the TV, all over uh, all over YouTube, it's really, really great. Um because you can feel like a bit of a part of it, you know, when you've been going out to his shows, you've been, you know, now buying his EP, uh, which you can do now on iTunes and Spotify and stuff like this, you know, buy it, pay him money. Oh, yes. It's so good. Seriously, you got to check this album out. The prelude itself was just really lovely. It's got this sort of soulful keyboard intro with, I believe it's Andy Brush uh, playing saxophone over the top of it. It's got this real nice New York uh, jazz um vibe to it which is just you know gives it the smoothness which you know uh, not sure if it gets you ready enough for, for a good thing guaranteed because that is funky but you know at least you get something smooth coming out of it so anyway i think before we go anywhere else i'm going to do a little bit of the old news 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 we have the number of women on the charts um, you know, has remained stagnant. All-time Shazam records smashed by Florence and the Machine, as well as the uh, Global Piracy Report for 2017 says it's going down. <gasps> Which one am I going to start off on first? I think I'm going to go start off with the piracy thing. I'm reading off my notes, so, you know, if you're looking at me, if you're watching via Facebook Live, it's going to be quite, you know, fun to just watch me reading off my phone. So, uh, in its Global Piracy Report for 2017, this is 2017, right? Uh, Muso, a British piracy tracking startup, tracked around 300 billion, that's billion with a B, visits to piracy sites. I mean, that's mad, right? Uh, this number jumped 1.6% year on year in the UK alone. Streaming music piracy increased by 21%. Uh, that's crazy, right? So from the year before, so from 2016, it got worse. However, then, last September, Muso polished, uh, published a surprising update. So, thank you, Muso. Thanks to the rise of streaming platforms, people now pirate less, which kind of makes sense, right? Because it's slightly easier to get hold of stuff rather than have to cycle through millions of sites that have pop-up ads all over the place. Yet, while fewer people head uh, to piracy sites, including the Pirate Bay, they frequently head to web-based music download sites instead. So what those would be, I don't know. I'm very out of touch with the old criminal underbelly. And while fewer people uh, use torrenting websites, more people love downloading music videos from YouTube via stream ripping sites. So that has been quite a big problem. Uh, I've been notified uh, on my channel, my YouTube channel, when people have done that. Um, so they are cracking down on that. Um, it's just strange that's now the kind of the new thing. Um, you know, the, the quality is real bad from doing that. Uh, then just last month, the piracy tracking startup published another astounding fact. Astounding. Streaming music platforms may have actually curbed YouTube stream ripping, which is great. 
I mean, so again, it's just ease of use. I think that's one of the reasons why um, why piracy is just has just soared, is that um, well, in the past, that people just got fed up of going to shops. I suppose I don't know. Get out of your house. Um, but now that music has started coming more directly to us, I think maybe it's just made people a little bit more ready to part with some cash. So anyway. Um, Music, fa- Muso, sorry, found that music piracy had experienced a serious decline, 34% year over year since 2017. That's pretty mad. Breaking down music piracy. Now, this I found really, really interesting. I got these uh, stats from Music Business Worldwide. Great website to find your music news. So, breaking down music piracy, public torrent down what down there. Public torrent networks, once a favoured piracy, piracy I don't know where I am today, crikey, piracy delivery method, now accounts for just 13% of all infringing activity. So it used to be uh, you know, the majority, now it's just 13%. Uh, stream ripping also fell 13% between 2017 and 2018, from 8.9 billion visits to you know, sort of YouTube to mp3.com uh, to 7.7 billion. So, you know, that is from 8 down to, you know, 8.9 to 7.7 doesn't sound that good when you're thinking about it in terms of just single numbers, but that is with a billion with a B. Billion with a B. So uh, this is primarily due to YouTube uh, to mp3.org's closure in 2017. So, you know, that's definitely got something to do with it. It's not just streaming that's just getting all of this. Leading to a 16% drop in overall stream ripper visits. So there we go. I mean, uh, I personally have tar- have prior- bleh, pirated music in the past. Um, but as soon as I started making, making music my... Uh, main income, which would have been about at least uh, six years, I think now. Um, I just, you know, it, it's just one of those things you can't be a hypocrite when it comes to this. If you're a musician and you pirate stuff, you're being a hypocrite. Sorry to be the the guy that the, the bear the bad news, but if you're expecting yourself to get paid or people, you know, appreciate your work, but then you won't appreciate other people's. I mean, you know. <laughs> you can't if you can't see the contradiction there as well you've also got a problem there so yeah i think that's a really interesting little little thing 34% down on piracy do you guys see that happening can you uh can you relate to those figures or do you think that they don't sound quite on anyway so let's also talk about the all-time Shazam record smashed by Florence and the Machines so this probably won't be too much of a uh, of a surprise to many many people. Uh, Game of Thrones was the reason for it. Game of Thrones, of course, it's Game of Thrones is the reason for it. Um, Florence and the Machine performance of Jenny of Oldstones appeared over the end credits in the latest episode of HBO's Game of Thrones, which aired last Sunday, twenty first of April. So no, not this week's one. Don't tell me about it. I haven't watched it. No spoilers. Get out. Um, so. Uh, the uh, there was already that was sung by one of the characters during the show, and then they repeated it later on. They've done that in uh, in previous episodes, which I like. They they've carried that on. Shazam has confirmed to Music Business Worldwide, the website I got this on. Check it out; it's good. Uh, that Welch's track for Florence Welch was Shazammed approximately three hundred thousand times worldwide. Three hundred thousand times. I mean, if you think about it, I think its gold records now are. Uh, Hundred thousand sales. Um, I'm not sure if that counts with singles or if it's just albums. But 
you know, so three hundred thousand is 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 quite is quite huge. Uh, during a twenty-four hour period, following its appearance on the show, so twenty in twenty-four hours, three hundred thousand Shazams. That's a pretty big deal. The, that was enough to beat the previous all-time record set by no other than Adele, uh, and that was Hello in October twenty fifteen. That was uh, two hundred thousand Shazams in its opening twenty-four hours, which again is is super impressive. I mean, <laughs> trying to get that um, you know out of a marketing campaign. It's like blood out of a stone. You, you don't know if a song's going to catch people's ears enough for them to go, I need to know what this is. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's obviously a success. Um, but, I mean, if you think about it, that just appeared on this TV show. So, no, so Florence and Machine appeared on the TV show. Um, Adele, it was a radio single, uh, you know, available on YouTube and Facebook and all these different social media platforms as well. Um, but it was just a release, right it wasn't a tv sync so it didn't have as much of a captive audience as game of thrones does so so they they had a bit of a doozy on top of them <laughs> um but i mean it is absolutely crazy so tv sync so the reason i wanted to bring this up is just the fact of tv sync contracts can be a little bit overlooked but um if you really think about it um if you keep writing library music um as a songwriter or composer um uh, or if you're a session musician Sometimes it can work in your favor as well. And get yourself up or with a with some kind of TV show. It doesn't have to be as big as Game of Thrones, but it is a very good income if you think about it. And, you know, 300,000 in 24-hour period. Uh, and that's Game of Thrones, so it's a huge, huge, kind of, huge viewer figures anyway. But, you know, even if it's just on Friends YouTube channels, things like this, where, you know, you, it might end up, getting lots of views you never know um it's just a really great way to get yourself in the mindset of just writing a bunch and getting it out there onto uh you know in the background of something that people might be watching because it's just a new um sort of pathway for your music to get to people's ears i mean you've got to exploit as many as you can so anyway that was a really uh interesting thing that i'm uh, i think you know it's going to change how the way that i look at producing music uh, trying to think about it in terms of what's going to work alongside so all right i'm going to take a break from talking um uh well about myself i'm going to talk about what people are, are calling me over facebook live because it seems jamie chapman thinks i'm a tool so i mean ow <clears throat> so what kind of tool i mean like a useful tool I mean, I've not really heard of a non-useful tool, so I guess that means, you know, I'm I'm great at this. I guess that makes makes sense, thanks. I mean, there we go. <laughs> thanks for submitting, by the way, Elliot. Submit, you know, I mean, that's all you can do when you've got the powerhouse of the Harley and Josh show. You know, both of us, you know, I'm, I'm working with Harley at the moment. He's, you know, up here, you know, battling it out for who does the best dance moves. I mean... It, you, you can't get anywhere so alright I think I should shut up and play some more music um, before we get to the thing I thing I thought about this morning uh, I said thong accidentally there and also uh, when we get to the gig list so uh, I really need to play this track I haven't listened to it in a little while this is Living in the Past by Spadervane they're playing this weekend stick around for the gig list to find out <laughs> Mm. 
my favourite track by Spider Vane, amazing band that are playing this weekend. Stick around for the gig list to find out because my god, they're so good. Uh, they're really good live as well. I've, ch- I've, ca- I've caught them live and man, I was impressed. An immediate fan, and I think you would be too. So right, I would like to carry on the show with you know usually that it's a it's a conversation with somebody else, but this is just going to be me talking to myself and to you people. Thing I found report back this morning. Jingle. Uh, so, uh, one thing I was—I was just saying to the guys on the Facebook Live that uh, I was hoping that Angel was going to be coming along to join me today, but unfortunately, she is a super busy lady. So, um, you know, uh, uh, what I wanted to talk to her about was uh, what it's like being a woman in the music industry. And now I, I can't—you know—I don't have uh, much of uh, an experience in this <laughs> at all. So, I just wanted to sort of quickly sort of bring up some some facts and figures that I, that I think you guys might find interesting. So the number of women on the charts, um, that I think this is last year, this is a study from February, remained stagnant at 17%. Female songwriters made up just 12.3% uh, of their field in a test group of 100 songs. This is like the top 100 um, billboard top 100 of the whole year. So it's not that representative of everything, but it's still... 12% is not big enough at all uh, in a test group of 100 songs while just 2.1% of the tracks had female producers as per the previous year so you know there's there's problems in behind the scenes as well as um, as the people that are writing the music as well as the people that are performing it out of the 1064 people who were nominated for Grammys in the five main categories between 2013 and 2019 so that's uh, six years 89.6% were male and 10.4% were female. So, you know, 10% of people nominated in six years were female. So there is a systemic problem there. Uh, music industry poll says 43% reported, uh, 43% of women working within the music industry that were polled reported feeling their skills were discounted. Uh, 39% said they had experienced stereotyping and sexualization. So that's not something to be ignored. Uh, of the small group of female artists who made it onto the charts last year, a record 73% of them came from underrepresented racial and ethnic groups. Interesting. So I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what to do with those, those figures. But I think, you know, listening to those figures, make up your own opinion. What do you think that we need to do uh, to make the music industry more inclusive for women? Um you know, if you've got any ideas, please let us know. Um, I mean, I really hope that something that I can do can help that. But, you know, also, you've got to vote with your wallet. Um, if you can find somebody that is a wonderful songwriter, producer, or uh, performer who is also female, support their work, and maybe that will start being reflected later on down the line. So anyway, uh, I would like to get to the gig list. Here we go. I did actually make a jingle for this. It's time to show you what's going on this week. I have a very busy week. Uh, I am performing three times. Uh, one with Hoppy and the Hopefuls. Hello, Andy. Uh, one with Goofy Dust and one with the Lockabillies. So, yeah, I'll tell you about where that's going to be. This Thursday, the Soapbox Open Mic is going to be the Three Wise Monkeys in Ipswich. I think I might head down to that one. That's for people that are not only musicians. There'll be performance artists as well as poets. Um, that'll be really interesting. It's, it's part of the Get on the Soapbox stuff. Um from you know Amy Rag from uh, all the uh, folkist uh, uh, gang so there'll be some really talented people there 
Hoppy and the Hopefuls. We are playing at the Claydon Greyhound this Friday, the 3rd of May. Uh, check us out if you like your funk and soul and just, you know, you like your blues and you like to boogie and get down. Um, this Friday, also at the Smokehouse, is an evening with Robin Hitchcock and... Polly Preacher, who I played you earlier, who is wonderful. If you can, if you can check her out, uh, I'm afraid you won't be able to go to this show though. I've just told you about it, but it's sold out. So awkward. Sorry. Uh, Nebulous Sun are playing live at the Three Eyes Monkeys Ipswich. That's this Saturday at ten o'clock. They're a really interesting band. They're like sort of Afro jazz. Um, there's yeah, so very danceable stuff, very percussive. They're from Norwich. If you want to dance, get down there on Saturday at 10 o'clock. Uh, J.A.R., Hunt for Titans, Memory Box, and Lawrence Crow with his imaginary band. Uh, that is at the Smokehouse this Saturday at 8 o'clock. Uh, they're all very interesting musicians. Very good to watch. I like those bands. And Hunt for Titans, uh, Chewy, old friend of mine who used to play in Blacktop Harrison. They're an awesome band, and he always put on a great show, so that'll be one fun to watch. The Berry Fringe Festival, and Jell's going to be playing that one. Uh, it's the All Dayer 2019 at the Hunter Club. Uh, that's this Saturday at one o'clock. Um, yeah, that, there's a lot of great musicians on that. I haven't got them written down here, but yeah, it's the ones to watch for this year. So check them out. Uh, Saturday, the fourth of May. May the fourth be with you. Uh, we have the Briarbank Brewing Company are playing um, some. Wait a second, where's it gone? Oh yeah, that's it. So it's the uh, the beer and blues. Thing with Bri the Briarbank Brewing Company, it's just behind Isaac's uh, on the Wenway system. That's uh, that's Saturday. Uh, I didn't, I haven't got a time here, but it's Homebrew. Homebrew are a wonderful band. They've got this sort of Delta blues mixed in with some acoustic bluesy stuff. Um, I'm just yeah. I, Mark Stewart, the guitarist, is my first ever guitar teacher. Big influence on my playing. So if you really want to check out some good homegrown blues, uh, check out the Briarbank Briarbank Brewing Company this Saturday. So the Brewers Arms though. So I was getting too many brewings. Brewers Arms this Saturday, fourth of May. They've got a Star Wars metal night with Killer Corp and Spider Bane. So you can start, you know, practicing your head banging so you can get a neck like mine, mate. That's all you need. So uh, that will, I don't know how Spider Star Wars themed it's going to be. I'm not sure if there's going to be Star Wars songs. I'd really like to hear Spider Vane doing the Imperial March. That would be sick, right? <laughs> anyway, so uh, Cosmic Puffin is this weekend. Yes, I am so looking forward to it. I'm playing twice at Cosmic Puffing on Sunday. Uh, one with Goofy Dust, who I'm going to play you out with, and one with uh, the Lockerbillies. And we've been wanting to play that for quite a while now. Massive hippie fest on Mersey Island in Essex. Uh, there's some wonderful bands playing. Pet Needs are playing. Ghosts of Men are playing. Polly Haynes are playing. That's just ridiculous. You've got to get down and check that out. Um, yeah, and I, I'm going to be having, actually, two guests. Well, no, one guest, sorry. Harley is going to be playing bass for me on that one as Murray and Rich are away with the Ben Gobel Trio in Hamburg. I want to say Hamburg. It's in Germany, I'm pretty certain. Um, and uh, they are going to be playing over there so they can't play with the Locker Minis. So I've got myself Rainer, Van Dale, and Harley Cotton playing bass. So, yeah, that's going to be loads of fun. Cosmic Puffin this weekend. Um, get your tickets. Get your tickets. It's going to be awesome. Um, the uh, That's at the East Mersey Youth Camp, by the way, just so you know. Um, this Sunday, also, Ipswich May Day Festival. A huge roster of acts on that. I believe Angel's going to be doing some stuff. I couldn't find... 
a list of the bands playing. So if I've missed out your band, please make sure that you let me know. Hi, Dan. Oh, miss you, mate. Oh, I get a heat bar. Um, yes, they are. Uh, it's an amazing um festival every year it's always just you know a really great vibe uh, lots of people getting their views out there as it's a politically motivated thing run by the labor party so there'll be trades and trains and labor group labor group anyway so you'll be able to you know get some get some perspectives perspectives from other people other speakers around uh, so that's the that's a, i believe it's all free as well so that's pretty amazing that is going to be at the alexandra park this sunday uh, all day so get yourself down there and uh, i believe stetson's a call doing an after party at the railway uh, on foxhall road so there's so much going on if you haven't if you don't go and see any live music this week i mean you're missing out on something pretty special you know what i mean um, so yeah, let me just quickly check to see if anybody said anything nice to us on the old, on the old thing. Sub zero, super zeros. Yes, of course, mate. All right, sorry. So Elliot has very kindly given me a gig to plug. Where, where is it? Where is it? I've got to find the old thing. Oh yeah, super zeros. They're playing in Bucklesham this Friday. Um, pop punk. If you like your pop punk, as in Bucklesham, uh, the Super Zeros will kick your buttocks. Um, yes, I have heard some wonderful things. So check him out. Um, Elliot Stubbings, you know, he's, I mean, he's been, he's, he's been boying me off, like, you know, this whole, this whole stream. So, I mean, if he's as good as boying me off as he is on stage, I mean, it's going to be a no brainer, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jamie, it, you would be Woo Rainer, wouldn't you? What about Woo Josh? Hmm? 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 No, no Woo Josh. Great. So yeah, anyway, I would like to play you a song that uh, I, no, hasn't been played to anybody yet. Um, well, actually, apart from, oh, I'm lying. Stephen Foster did play this on BBC Music as the Goofa Dust album that we are releasing now um, was featured as the album of the week, um, which he played a song every week and uh, yeah, every night of the week. And we were just super I'm blessed to have that. Uh, this one was written before I joined the band, but I feel like I added my own flavour to it. Um, if you want to know who's playing guitar on this one, it's uh, well, who's playing which guitar on this one? I'm coming out of the left speaker. Craig's coming out of the right speaker. So there's a little way of understanding. Um, this track is called "Wake and Bake." Infer from that what you will. Um, I've been Josh Locke. Thank you very much for listening. Please, if you do like the show, please like us on Facebook. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Please share it about. If you've got some music you'd like us to play, send it in. If you'd like us, you've got some shows you'd like to promote, uh, you know, give us, give us some, uh, give us some love, like Elliot's doing on the Facebook. Thank you, mate. Um, and uh, most of all, uh, call Harley and and tell him, to, you know, be here next time because I miss him. Uh, this is Wake and Bake by Goofy Dust. We'll see you next week, y'all. Love ya. been out all night I've been prowling like a cat